Hi everyone, welcome to This Week in Lies, the show where we try to reverse part of political spin, exposed by journalism, and hopefully have a laugh, because if we didn't, we'd cry. Joining me as usual are my co-hosts Adam. Hello! And David. Hello. Yep, so, uh, third, third show this week. Oh. This, this year. Moving on to one of the most annoying stories that has happened this week for me. It's the health reforms. Now, yeah. Health Secretary Andrew Lansley uh, has said that the government is committed to the NHS bill amid reports that the free Tory cabinet uh, ministers have concerns. Tim Montgomery of the Grassroots Conservative Home website uh, said he was prompted to write a critical editorial by uh, Minister's Intervention. Uh, Mr Lansley said his party was working together on NHS reform in England. Apparently not very well, since they've been criticising each other, but, you know. Uh, he denied that he personally had lost Conservative support, as Labour said the bill should be dropped. Uh, there's been speculation about his position following continuing opposition to the bill, which applies to England only for medical professional groups. Uh, there is a little bit of a political problem for Lansley, as uh, when asked if he would resign to get the bill through if necessary, what do you think he said, Fish? What, what do you reckon? Did he say yeah? Uh, he said no. Uh, he said that, no, we as a government are committed to supporting the NHS. I don't really understand how it's answering the question, yeah. but still. Uh, he said that the legislation has been supported by the House of Commons, supported by the House of Lords. The bill has been amended to take account of many changes. So they didn't support the bill because they wanted to change it and every other medical group involved in it has been kicking off about not wanting it to happen. So it's not really got that much support. No. You know something's not going well when Ed Miliband actually destroyed David Cameron at pre uh, Prime Minister's question times over it. If, if Ed Miliband, a man who is so boring that Beige looks at him and goes, could he please just do something interesting? <laughs> could, could you just... If he just batters you in an argument... Because Cameron was just got to the point where he just had to shout to try and save any kind of face. Oh, the thing is, Lansley, every time I've seen him, just seems to be going, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but, it's like, you haven't really got any arguments that are going to win this debate. You are essentially fighting, you know, it, it is a Dunkirk moment for him. He essentially should just get all the papers that he had on this, go and burn them and go and sit at home whilst no one's going to shout at him because it's just a ridiculous idea. I don't <laughs> I weep for the future. <sighs> the thing is, I'm going, oh, we are the party of the NHS, you know, we're working together on NHS reform. I understand if you want to make the NHS better, do it, but it's not going to make it better. Is it necessarily through giving GPs, like, stricter and more, more, much more responsibility and things like that, and is it that way through competition? Is that the way it lies? Well, the thing is, the, the two hospitals have already been taken over by private companies to actually look after them, but... It's the NHS, it's, I know it's one of them things that I understand you want to save money, you know, we are cutting back, but, you know, we need decent healthcare, and it's not about making money, it's about actually patient care. It's an absolute joke, the actual reforms, in my opinion, but... Yeah, he also has Conservative Home against him, which is a massive website, and um, also the editor of The Spectator was against it. He is the poshest individual I've ever seen at yeah. all. Wow. He's really not got any support for this, and it's not surprising that it's falling on its backside quite a lot. It's probably not going to get too far. Well, well, you know. They said that Cameron said he will bulldoze it through Parliament if he has to. Depends if the Lib Dems actually do anything to no, take a stand against no, it. They won't. They won't at all. This is Nick Clegg trying to. He had you that week last yeah. week where he had two ideas. 
And he's, he's, he's used his quota for the month now. He's, bur- he's burned out for, like, the rest of the uh, <laughs> parliamentary term. I think it's if you're asking him to develop a spine over one week, that's just not going to happen. Yeah. It took millions of years of evolution to get that far. Oh, only for him to throw it down the drain. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, if this goes through, then I imagine there will be quite a lot of strikes in the medical profession. The nursing union hate it. The doctors hate it. The admin staff unions hate it. Every single medical council has gone these reforms are stupid. GPs, when asked, said, we don't want to be able to control a budget. So I don't understand how... It's, it's like, for example, us three, if two of us go, we don't want to do that, and I go, yeah, but it's a good idea, and just make you two do it, even though you're complaining about it. It's such a ridiculous idea to do it. like giving us responsibility of bailing FM's budget. And it probably wouldn't go well. It would go well. It'd be spent on football stickers. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Very much so. <laughs> But just terrible, terrible things. The studio's like, can we have some more? We need new, we need new microphones, mate. We need more beach balls. Yeah. We need more Freddos. <laughs> Other chocolate bars are available. Bottle, well David. Oh, you've even got into that. It's just stupid. It will fall. It will go. It will. I will put my hat on it. I'm going to take my hat off. You don't have a hat. It's well, a metaphorical. My hat. metaphorical hat, and if it goes through, I will eat it live on air. I promise you that. <laughs> I will eat it live on air. I promise I'll bring that some metaphorical sauce for you. <laughs> In a moment rich with symbolism. But, uh, the NHS <coughs> is pretty stupid. And talking about things that are even stupider, Ben, over to you. Yes, so we're talking about, of course, um, the whole banking crisis, things like that. Um, Barclays this week has reported a 3% fall in profits to only £5.9 billion for last year. So it's hit, hit by a bit of a slowdown um, at the investment bank at the moment. The bank also said that the bonus pool in the investment division was down 32% to a measly £1.5 billion in 2011. Chief Executive Bob Diamond declined to discuss his own bonus during a news conference. We all know Bob Diamond's famous for taking very, very large... Very large. Um, just like £20 million pound large. Just ridiculous bonuses. Um, senior executives will see their bonuses cut by about 40%, which Robert Peston... But senior editors will see bonuses cut about 40%, which BBC business editor Robert Pesson says would give Mr Diamond only about £3 million in bonuses. Um, the total bonus pot for the year will be about £2.15 billion, down 25%, with cash bonuses capped at only £65,000. Um, the average bonus payout for a Barker's employees fell about 21% year-on-year to £15,200. Um, and at a press conference, Mr Diamond avoided the question about his own bonus and said, the news conference is about results today, he said. Uh, and he would also uh, refuse to discuss critical comments from the Association of British Insurers, which lobbies on behalf of some of the UK's biggest investors, pension funds, things like that. Wow, that is ridiculous. Now, obviously, we can't have too many problems with um, their bonuses because, of course, they're not a nationalised bank or anything like that. They've kind of stood on their own. So well, there was the issue that the Taxpayers Alliance complained about. It's like, why are we giving these people taxpayers money? And it's like, you should really look into what you're complaining about before you do it, because they, yeah. <laughs> they got no taxpayers' money. That's the biggest issue here, but... Uh, I like the fact he just went into complete Alex Ferguson mode and just deny everything or just don't speak about it if you don't like it. Look, we're not here to talk about me today, guys. We're here to talk about the bank, regardless of whether I've taken three million pounds in bonuses. The thing is, they've got no. We, we've suffered a three percent fall. They got five point nine billion pounds. Now imagine that in pound coins. 
That's five point nine billion <laughs> pound coins. That would fill up a room. It would fill up a room. A large could, swimming pool. Uh, at ridiculous. least you could build a small house with that. And they, these people complain that they can't afford two yachts. With five point nine billion pounds profit is is a joke. But the the banks, you know, saying that the bonus for investment was down to thirty two down thirty two percent to one point five billion. Oh, congratulations, you've took it down to 1.5 billion. That's a great idea. Not at all ridiculous. No, 1.5 billion? Imagine that in pound coins. That's a lot of pound coins. It would be 1.5 billion pound coins, but... And considering they got 5.9 billion pound profit out of such a bad market, it shows how much they must screw over their customers so badly. To be able to make money in this kind of climate, these are all allegations caused by David Fisher. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and, well. <laughs> and my parents as well. And my parents. It's just me saying. Well. I mean, say like we look. We were looking at um, Hester when he refused his from RBS, which is fair enough, really, because I mean we've definitely got something to say about you know RBS paying out huge bonuses. But one of the things that a lot of people have said about these bonuses is that it's necessary in the current in the sort of business that it is to keep these kind of people in the bank. What do we think about that? Do you think it's really necessary to pay someone three, bil- three million pounds a year extra on top? Well, that's just to stop them getting ahead. It's going on obscure references, which you know I'm famous for. That's like going, we need Vikram Solanke because he offers something in England's middle order in batting. You know, we haven't got anyone better, but we definitely need Vikram Solanke. I think like. we'll need some form of translation. Just go on Wikipedia and look at Vikram Solanke. He's a very average middle-order batsman. Other online encyclopedias are available. Other terrible middle-order batsmen are also available, called Ian Bell. But actually, this isn't a cricket show. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. If we d- no, but do you think? What about it, Fish? What do you think of um, oh, David? I should say. Do you think it's is that a fair enough thing to say that someone should be paid three million pounds to stop them getting headhunted? In this um, I don't know. It depends how good a job they are doing. How I mean, I, one of the questions. What, at what point would yeah. you start getting performance-related pay? I mean, yeah, they, they lost mo- his arm, lost money. Yeah, and he still gets three I mean, million pounds. One of the questions was how hard is it to run a bank? Yeah. I mean, just throw money around. It is a, essentially educated guesswork at the end of the day, trying to invest in stuff. How much skill does it take? Well, it's, I like Fund A. I'm going to throw X amount of money at Fund A. I've lost X amount of money. Damn. But it, it's, there's not really a massive amount of work that can go into running a bank. You're not going to be into the day-to-day running. You're more just going to be making the key decisions at board level, but I could do it. I don't, I don't know that much about economics, like, but right. it's no. painfully obvious. <laughs> do you know what, oh. right? Do you know what, right? I could probably do a better job than half the bankers who actually got us into this mess, so shut up. Economics begins with an E, doesn't it? Yeah. Right, sound. E-C-O-N-O-M-I-C-C-C-C-S. I'll take economics. No. Damn. Okay, I admit, it might be quite hard to run a bank. Might be quite hard indeed. Our silence says everything. Uh, but going on to even more annoying stories to do with bankers who don't quite know how to do their jobs. Uh, Greece faces uncontrolled economic chaos, Fish. Please tell us about that. The few people who can actually run things worse than the average banker, I suppose. Uh, Greece does face uncontrolled economic chaos if it fails to agree spending cuts and defaults on its debts, Prime Minister Lucas Papademos has warned. 
He said ministers who disagreed with austerity measures could not stay in the coalition government hours after four ministers resigned over the issue. Greek leaders are trying to enact cuts demanded by the EU and IMF for a 130 billion euro bailout. Unions have begun a 48-hour strike and protesters clashed with police earlier. The Prime Minister said he would do whatever it takes to get the deal approved in the par parliamentary vote set for Sunday. We cannot allow Greece to go bankrupt, he told his cabinet, saying it is an hour of historic responsibility. A disorderly default would plunge our country in a disastrous adventure. It would create conditions of uncontrolled economic chaos and social explosion. <laughs> I like the use of the word adventure there. They could just yeah. some, like a game console game of just Greece, the economic crisis, and you basically got to go on an adventure to get them out. Yeah, it's like one of those PG films where it's just like features mild peril. <laughs> <laughs> but for mild, it's quite distracting for them mainly because... They don't really have that many houses or businesses or jobs. I wish we could call our economic crisis as adventures. <laughs> yeah. It would be amazing. It would make everything so much more fun. The thing is that get this 130 billion, you know, it's equal to 110 billion pounds in real money. Of What are they going to do with that? Because they seem to just be cutting a lot. So are they just going to be basically going... Is it, is it essentially a student loan? It goes into your bank account and one minute later it goes out of your bank account. If you, they basically get it to then give to their creditors. I'd assume so, yeah. Is that right? I have no idea. I have no idea how it works. For I'm, Christ's I'm sake, like Ben. Chief economist here. But the, apparently. The other issue is the fact that, that Greece are now in a really strong position economically by being really weak. <laughs> but they have gone into a meeting of their creditors and gone, you know, we said we'd give you 50% uh, write downs and we'll pay off that. We're only going to give 20% uh, back to you. And it's like. Yeah, we want 70% write-downs. If you don't like it, you can get out. <laughs> it, they can't really complain because they need to get a little bit of money back. They need at least the 20% back at some point because if they then go, no, no deal, and Grisha goes, well, you're not getting any back, then see you later, we'll just default and send the euro down. Uh, it's funny, but it's actually tragic at the same time. But I think he should win some form of award this week for uh, the use of adventure. It is absolutely brilliant, an adventure of economic dis It's that a disastrous economic adventure. Just the word adventure just does not seem to conjure up anything that would remotely sound like what that is. Uh, it could be like a really bad buddy movie where it's just like Greece, the IMF. They're so different. They want two different things. Uh, How can they get along in a room for twenty four hours? Adam Sandler would definitely be in that film. Yeah. Oh, uh, Representing Greece, so the light-hearted light miscreant. Oh, he'd have Liam Neeson playing the IMF. Serious, and nobody really likes any of the roles he plays. <laughs> <laughs> Even Liam Neeson doesn't enjoy his role in the Greek uh, adventure movie. Before I get too depressed, can we please go to a song which will make me happy? Yep, so we're going to go with uh, Foxy Lady by Jimi Hendrix. Oh, Good choice. Failure! <laughs> Highly relevant to the people listening. Yeah, Ben Ben failed at putting on the uh, the jingle, jingle yeah. which he does every couple of no, weeks. It was queued up and it decided it, it didn't. It is. You look, didn't do it right. right. You can see. You it. didn't do it right. Uh, Are we going to do use the hysteria machine this week? Well, um, as I'm aware, last week I think YouTube broke it. It is still really hot. Oh, is it? 
I don't want. I don't want to test it this week. It, well, it, well, I got a letter. Oh, it's from the company that made it, and they said, "Oh, do you remember when we bought it? It was on that special deal on TV. What at the low, 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 low price of only fifteen thousand pounds? Yeah. Well, apparently." We're supposed to, we're supposed to have got with it a special free gift, which is some of the best uh, infomercials using the hysteria machine ever. Oh, oh. where are those? Uh, well, they said they should be delivered sort of at any time, really. I mean, hang on, I'll just go and get that actually. Oh, hi, Matthew. Oh, god, I'm back again. Oh no, uh, what have you? Why are you here? I don't know. I've got some in in um, some info. Tapes. I've got some tapes for you. you got some tapes. Can yeah. we have the tapes, please? Can you just sign there, please? And, uh, initial there. Alright. Yeah? Alright. Can uh, we have them, please? Yes. Oh, yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, hang on. Matthew, just give us the box. They're in the box. Just give us the box. Thank you for the box. Yeah, right. That hard one. Alright, see you later, boys. See you. Bye, Matthew. See you later, Matthew. Let's just, uh, put this in. Thank Christ, he's uh, gone. Just open the tray, stick that in. Right, so these are apparently some of the best sort of infomercials, how to do, how to things. So, um, I think it's starting. Taken from the bestseller, Fat Cats and Milking the System, by Ted Hodwin. 2nd of April, 2007. Hello, do you want to become a banker? Well done. So let's start. Firstly, kick a poor person in the head. This is necessary to detach yourself from humanity. Also, it, it's quite funny. Ha <laughs> ha. Now then, do you see your family? You do, you say. Jolly good. Remortgage the house, evict them, and use the money to buy shares in Greek banks. Do it immediately. They're in excellent shape at the moment. True at the time of writing, 2007. So you've invested in Greece. You deserve a bonus. Pass go and collect two million pounds which you don't deserve. Place this in a Swiss bank account. Let's call it Rosie 48. Good. You're on the path to being a banker. Next. Find someone who can't quite afford their dream house. And, and this is the funny bit. Give them the mortgage anyway, even though they can't afford the repayments. Ha <laughs> ha! Now, the economy is booming, and if not, inflation will wipe away the value of their debt anyway. Look at Zimbabwe. Everyone's a billionaire. Spiffing start here. So, you've got, you've got the investments in place, and you're laughing at poor people. You're nearly one of us. You've lost your morals, but you're, you're still too ethical. You need to invest in a company that doesn't care about health and safety, or minimum wage laws in the third world country of your choice. Furthermore, have you kicked a poor person in the head recently? No. Do it again. You can never do it too many times. Ha 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 Now the final test here. You've been diligent with your investments, sensible in the stock market, and have a diverse portfolio. But that's no fun. Take out all of your money, and some other people's money, but don't worry, they'll, they'll get it back. And put it on red. Put it all on red. It's definitely red. All of our graphs say red. And at worst, it's 50-50. And I like those odds. So, congratulations. You're now a banker. You're now devoid of all morality, human sensibilities, and you've kicked more poor people in the head than you've had expensive champagne receptions. And you've had a lot of them. It looks like the roulette wheel is slowing down here. 
Here we go. Here comes all our money. Come to Papa, you lo- Oh. Oh. It's black. Oh, blast. Anybody got the number for the treasury? Yeah, Anyone? Adam, Adam, switch that off, please. Wow, that was interesting. How times change. Is that from... When was that written? 2nd of April, 2007. <sighs> Seems such a long time ago. <laughs> I think someone's been using these tapes. These tapes have to fall into the wrong hands, Adam. In Does anyone remember when we had an economy? Because this might be the reason why we don't. Yeah. It's a fascinating insight by Ted Hoodwin there. Ted Hoodwin. I think we should destroy these tapes for the good of mankind. Or yes. keep them in some form of locked up twill underground. I'll put, I'll put this in our Swiss bank account, which is ironically called Rosie 49. <laughs> <laughs> Strange that they have Rosie 48, but what, is, what has this been new? <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty strange. I, I, it's also strange that it's called Fat Cats and Milking the System. I'd, quite, I'd like to read another chapter of that book where it's just the part of where they're crying into soup where they've got no money left. Well, we can try and maybe find the book at some point. Or maybe yeah. even track down... Is it Ted Hoodwin? Ted Hoodwin. Special guest on the show. Mm, he sounds Scottish. Mm. Could be a Scottish banker. Yeah. Mm. Wonder uh, who he works for. Uh, very interesting. <coughs> very interesting indeed. Now, Mr Fisher, over to you, my friend. We're going to talk about contraception Yay. in America. Yeah. Um, Always a nice issue. Oh. Always. The White House has announced modified plans to require all women to have access to contraception, attempting to stem anger from Catholic leaders. US President Barack Obama said the policy saves lives and saves money. Can we pause there for a round of applause for America? We're reaching the 21st century. Well done, America. Well done. Somehow it surprised me the Catholic Church has had no say on this. It's, that it's a land of, a free, of the three for a reason. Catholic leaders... Oh, no, they have. <laughs> I'm sorry, Adam. It couldn't last. It couldn't last. They have been angered by the new rule, which required church-linked institutions to offer health insurance, including birth control. But the White House changed the scheme to allow health insurers to provide cover directly if employers object. No woman's health should depend on who she is or where she worked, President Obama said, speaking at the White House. The adjustment to the policy would mean Americans would not have to choose between religious liberty and basic fairness, he said. And there's been outrage from the uh, New York Archbishop, Arch, Archbishop, should I say. Really? Oh, just about got there. <laughs> uh, Timothy Dolan, who labelled the policy an unprecedented incursion into freedom of conscience in an editorial in the Wall Street Journal and gave a tepid welcome to the developments. I think um, we've, had some, uh, we've, we've had some feedback here. We have feedback. indeed. But the, the fact is that uh, we have a concerned banker uh, who's put, I'm so offended by your outrageous programme, <laughs> but if I wasn't such a fat cat, I would get on my yacht or helicopter, go down to Bear Rig FM and throw some gold bricks at you. <laughs> God, I just can't stand poor people. Whoever thought that giving them a voice would be a good idea. They're all just jealous anyway. And uh, another banker has come in with, uh, we work out our bonuses using the following to fix science formula. Think of a number, any number, multiply it by a number of staff laid off, square it by the number of pals you have on the remuneration committee, and uh, add an amount based on the number of people who didn't do well out of the recession, and finally, any of the petty chains lying around in the vault. Mm, so nice to hear a response. Yeah. A very 
balanced and <coughs> reasonable, I would say. Yeah. Also, thank you for Tom Jesse for getting into uh, see uh, an mission an into. He's having an argument with himself on the about Adam's. Uh, it wasn't me. He's having a go at you actually. Amazing like. work of the twenty percent equaling. But anyway, percent back. <laughs> anyway, let's get back on it and uh, American contraception. Now, the issue I'd like to put forward here is: is what year is it? It's 2012. 2012. At least when I last checked. Now, when did the medieval age end, would you say? I don't know, you're the historian. So let's go with 1500s. So it's been about 512 years for America, even though it didn't exist at that point, to get out of the medieval age. Well done to them. How is contraception such a massive issue there? I'm sure they. I'm sure it, they're meant to be a secular country. Yeah, I thought that was written very much into the constitution, like right, right near the beginning, in sort of. I think it is. Is yeah. it the first? I think it's something along that. To be honest, right, it shouldn't even exist as a country because I don't recognise their independence. <laughs> Still, technically, ours. If they keep doing this kind of stuff, shall we make a twill organised invasion of America? I'm going there in September, so, yeah. Well, just the don't issue, tweet anything that Yes, yeah, that is the issue I'm now concerned of. If now I've said that, that I would plan to invade America, if I've got to go through bad Stop speaking! You, you'll be our sleeper agent. <laughs> Codename <laughs> Solid Snake. <laughs> you will literally be strip-searched at the airport and have things placed in and around you that will... In areas you don't want them to be. Uh, they will be looking for things. The thing is, if... On this, like the it's Catholic leaders, it's mental. It's mental. The Catholic How is it being angered by the new rule? I'm so right. I respect the fact that you have this faith. Fair enough. You can do as you please in your church. But if people work in a Catholic institution, they may not necessarily be Catholic, which means that you should offer them whatever healthcare they want. It's just like they seem to fail over and over again to recognise they are a secular state with with. No publicly endorsed religion. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to have to pander to sort of every religion. They have the separation of church and state. That was one of the entire points mm. of the founding fathers was to get away from a monarchy-led sort of divine right of kings approach. Yeah, but they can't even do that on their currency. I know yeah. their currency is not real money, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, but it says in God we trust on that. But at least it's not specific about what God it is. It doesn't say in the Christian God. It doesn't. It doesn't say Yoda. And as a Jedi, I find that offensive. Yeah, find that it happen. doesn't exactly say in Allah we trust. <laughs> so. I don't think it ever would. I think a lot of people in Texas would I think start it would that. Probably little, be a war. Yeah, Texas mm. would possibly kick off that little kick up a fuss they had a few hundred years ago. Where we don't want to be in the Union anymore. All that blah could probably happen. But why were they from Yorkshire? Though? <laughs> Uh, it's actually a fact for people from <laughs> Yorkshire, uh, the uh, the people invaded Texas. Yeah. People in Texas formed a Yorkshire colony. <laughs> it's where the Yorkshire people landed initially. <laughs> Is that where the Yorkshire pudding came that's, from? That's actually yeah. true. Um, if I edit it on Wikipedia later, it's actually true. Yeah. Led by <laughs> Jeff Boycott. <laughs> He's actually in prison still from his uh, invasion of Eritrea. Very sad for Jeff there. Come back to us, Jeff. <laughs> I don't know who Jeff Boycott is. He's a very, very hilarious individual. Nor do I care. Former Yorkshire cricketer. I don't think cricketer. anyone listening cares. Uh, but he uh, apparently went over to Eritrea with a dagger that he bought in a district <laughs> of London, you could say, and I think yeah. it was named after a certain Fratelli song. Got it in one, boys. Pep Guardiola. <laughs> <laughs> no need. <laughs> <laughs>
Arab Spring News now. Boing. You're dead. Why aren't you dying? I shot you. Pew. Frag out. Yeah, Syria's gone mental. Absolutely mental. Throwing a frag. I'm throwing a frag on that play. Throwing a flag on that one. Alright. So, yeah, this is the Arab Spring, which is again decided to continue. In its, its slinky-like fashion down the stairs of mid- the Middle East. Its spring is now more the, uh... Do you like that? Do you like oh, that analogy? Well done. It's well beautiful. Done. The slinky down the stairs and brought the middle. brought a tear to my eye. It's I was going to say the Middle West. It's not that great when you keep going on about a joke that you finally made on the f- <laughs> on Series 4, and It's until Series 4 that you make a joke. <laughs> uh, I don't get enough credit spring, in this show. I am the dark horse of this show. The spring of the Arab Spring is now the jump that people are doing away from the explosions in Hollywood-esque dramatic jumps. Now tell us about it, Ben. So violence has spread to Syria's largest city, Aleppo, on Friday, with two blasts outside security compounds that have left 28 people dead. The explosions outside military intelligence and police compounds were blamed on terrorists by the state media. Some 175 people were injured, the worst day Aleppo has seen since the uprising against President Bashar al-Assad began last year. The northern city and the economic hub has been largely quiet, but protests have been planned for Friday. Anti-Assad activists accused the regime of setting off the blast to discredit the opposition and disrupt demonstrations. Uh, In Homs... Is that a place, huh? Is it? Yeah, it is. Well, it's, it's a place at the moment. They might have bombed it into the ground by the <laughs> yeah. time we finish this. Well, in Homs at the moment, <laughs> uh, government forces continue their siege of rebel-held districts and other opposition areas, going house to house, arresting people in the Inshat district and keeping up an artillery and tank barrage on the Baba Amr. The intensified campaign began with the failure of the UN Security Council to agree on a composition last weekend when Russia and China vetoed a resolution backing an Arab League peace plan and calling on Assad to step down. Moscow and Beijing stuck to their positions on Friday, dashing any residual hopes of a diplomatic breakthrough in the Security Council. Russia's Deputy Foreign Minister, Sergei Ryabkov, accused the West of arming the, rib- the rebel Free Syrian Army. Whilst they were arming the Syrian government. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A little bit hypocritical there. They were just dropping boxes of weapons <laughs> going, well, whoever gets them first. <laughs> it's ridiculous. The main reason why they vetoed is that Russia currently has a £5 billion pound contract with them of selling them weapons and tanks and aircraft, which are then being tested out to see if they work on their own, you know, civilian. So I suppose, you know, the Russians... So it's are just a really big live exercise. Oh, it's war games, but at no point is, is it, it fun. Is it kind of like America and the Mujahideen? <laughs> is it going to backfire horrendously on uh, Russia in the future? I, well, I would say I hope so, but that would be harsh. But I hope Putin basically goes on holiday to Syria and has an unfortunate mishap in, uh, in Homs. Oh, Vladimir. <laughs> oh, Vladimir. <laughs> we know what you're like. Why don't you, you try and fight that Syrian there? Oh. <laughs> it's just... Beijing are always going to say no, because they're China and they like trolling everybody. <laughs> right, seriously, I'm putting this forward. This trolling Illuminati. If you don't know what trolling is, it's essentially where you, wear, you either go on the internet or you can now do it in real life, and you essentially do something that will annoy people, and it doesn't actually help you, it's just quite funny to do it at times. The real term would be warming, winding up. Yes. And I think that Michael Gove... Yeah? Yeah, he's the, pretty good at it. Michael Gove is in this Illuminati. Definitely in this Illuminati. The Catholic Church, Bashir al-Assad... You can't be too Vladimir critical of the Catholic Church. Vladimir Putin, the Republicans... The, yeah? All the other churches are as... 
bad or as good in depending on your standpoint as each other all right yeah. any views expressed by adam haynes are mine and they're mine just at adam's only right i think that that three are all go <laughs> and they have a meeting they have a meeting with the Legion of Doom to <laughs> figure out how I they Boris get Johnson's in it as Boris well. Boris Johnson, definitely. He's, 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 he takes the notes. H- he is he a notes. troll or does he actually know what's going on at any point I don't, in time? I don't know. I think I'd like to think he's a troll. Either he's really, really stupid or a complete genius. <laughs> and it can't be anything in between. <laughs> but they are definitely a part of this. They are just acting in a way that will annoy the world so much. Because... We, you know, we intervene Damien in Libya. Hurst is in that as well. Oh, definitely. Oh, he's so I make giant, uh, ridiculously expensive art installations and see if people buy them. Tom laugh. Brady's also in it because I don't like him. That's for whatever reason than that. But these people are annoying me so much. They're annoying the world. If in Libya it wasn't an issue, why is there an issue with us intervening in Syria? Because the Russians have a massive country. I think there's quite a lot of oil mm. around the area as well. And Russia would stomp on us if we did anything. Would they? Really? We don't want another Cold War, boys. Yeah. Let's not start Cold War 2 in would this you, studio. Would you really want to press Va- Vladimir Putin into a position where he might <laughs> do something like right. that? <laughs> no, this is what you do to deal with Putin. There can't be another Cold War anyway because of global warming. I'm led to believe that's how it works. And other than that, with Putin, yeah, all you have to do is just go, if you do that, we'll take away your motorbike. He's not going to do anything if you take away his motorbike. He Simple. does like the motorbike. Yeah. And you have to stay fully clothed at all times. <laughs> yeah. Vladimir Putin, fact file for you, once said that the motorbike was the most democratic vehicle. We discussed this in, I think, Series 2, maybe. It was. Yeah. And the dog was. The <laughs> and uh, the, the, following that line of argument, the dog must be the most democratic <laughs> animal. Which is ironic, seeing as Vladimir Putin doesn't believe in democracy, going off of what we believe, uh, saw in a BBC2 documentary where he said, the main problem with democracy is you have to listen to people's opinions who are necessarily wrong. I feel we got off the topic of Syria here, and yes. the Vladimir Putin trolling the world. But Syria is still a mess. He's waiting until the to these questions every sort of seven or eight weeks. When's this going to end? I don't know. When is Al-Assad ever going to not when escalate it? When is the Arab it? Spring in general going to end? It's when the Olympics come, because Al-Assad will have to step down to play in dictator ping-pong. Now, there's actually a clause, I think you'll find, in section uh, 2, subsection 4B, appendum 2, which says that if you are a dictator at the time, you can um, legally nominate yourself to be a part of the ping-pong team without necessarily stepping down from that dictator position. And that was, of course, because of uh, Manuel in uh, the 60s. This is stupid. Look, we all know the Manuel doctrine. We're all a big follower of uh, dictator table tennis, so you know that works. And, I and it's it. just uh, as soon as uh, as the the boys in the uh, in the ping pong FA, the it's the FA obviously, but the ping pong PA, PPA. <laughs> uh, until they sort it out, this is just going to be the Manuel Doctrine is going to is going to absolutely haunt ping pong. We need we need to cut back on the red tape here. Bureaucracy is destroying yeah. the beautiful game. Hey, he's just going to, even if there wasn't this protocol, he's just going to name sort of an assistant at yeah. the time to run his country and then that would be a really soft target maybe if we move the Olympics a bit earlier so he can get his assistant in place whilst he's ping-ponging I've heard that he's going for a late transfer coup for uh, Kim Jong-un I've heard Carlos Tevez (laughs) name to it but Carlos Tevez has been linked with a move everywhere so (laughs) Uh, but yeah we'll keep you up to date on what's going on with Syria next time we might actually tell you about Syria yeah if you want to keep up to date with Syria find a large table 
and smash your head on it repeatedly. If you also want to follow uh, Dictator Ping Pong, you can go to dictatorpingpong.com, which, uh, of course, gives you all the latest news and uh, all the stats at the moment. And of course, Al-Assad, of course, leading the stats with five aces in his last game <laughs> from the backhand. Yeah, but that's who was playing Kim Jong-il and yeah, he was dead. and Kim Jong-il <laughs> was, whilst they did strap the band back to his hand... Uh, didn't really re- return any of those serves with any no. <laughs> It was a lifeless performance, <laughs> yeah. really. Uh, he, seemed, he seemed quite stiff in his, in his response. Uh, I'm going to cut this <laughs> short right now. <laughs> 87 Bale Rig FM. Got him again, boys. Congratulations, you still failed on the first attempt. Now, going on to one of my most favourite topics, let's say, and Ben has taken a big breath just to prepare himself for this. No rants. I will not have ranting in the building. No ranting in the rant room! (laughs) Uh, UN Chief Ban Ki-moon has called on Argentina and the UK to avoid an escalation in tensions over our Falkland Islands. (laughs) It says in the article, disputed, but there's not any dispute because they're ours. His appeal came as Argentina's foreign minister made an official complaint, i.e. whining, to the UN about the UK's militarisation of our islands in the South Atlantic. Uh, the minister said that the UK had increased its naval power fourfold by recently sending a destroyer to the region. How bad is their navy if sending a ship is increasing our military power by fourfold? But um, the two countries went to war, obviously, in 1982 over the British overseas territory. Uh, the UK says so it's only carrying out routine operations in the South Atlantic off of Argentina's east coast. Although they're getting a bit concerned because it's 19 miles away and we can actually send missiles. And if you remember from the last war, we just trolled them by being a little bit further away from their ships and bombing them. Uh, the HMS Dauntless, the greatest name to come out of a naval ship so far, um, is due to arrive in the Falcons in March and is among the largest and most powerful of the UK's air defence destroyers. Uh, the UK said the island has been militarised ever since Argentina's invasion in 1982 and insists its defence remains unchanged and the warship is only replacing one in the area. So essentially, Argentina have complained about the Falklands going, there are, we want to call them Las Malvinas. I have never seen a map where they're called Las Malvinas. They've clearly been mixed up. There are islands. Go away, Argentina. My, my major problem is really with Ban Ki-moon. I mean, he's told us to calm down. Why don't you calm down, Ban? For Christ's sake, come here and say that. Why is he's he? an absolute disgrace. I mean, he's got a celestial body in his name. It sounds ridiculous. Is <laughs> <laughs> that name French or something? Uh, the, the thing is... Found out fish, have why, is, why is he even... He's got that vein in the middle of his forehead. Why is he... Come po- here and say that, Ban! Right, fish, fish, fish. The UN promotes peace, mate. Calm down. <laughs> Calm down. Calm down. I'll go and step outside for a minute. All right, just... Ban just, me away! I've, I've never seen anyone insult someone by using a celestial body <laughs> use of their name. I'm not going to lie. The, the thing is, <laughs> Buenos Aires is saying there are islands. We're in London saying there are islands. And if we have to, we'll do it again. Bad baby, bad baby. We will, back, we will physically backhand their military. We back will build a large backhand machine that will slap Argentina. From it, it will it will probably block out the sun for a large amount of time, but we will backhand the entire island and the rest of Argentina. Christine Fernandez needs to shut up. I'm going to say that that woman needs to shut up. Also, Lionel Messi, stop it. Yeah, Messi's involved yeah. in this. He's a spy. Don't know why, but it's fine. 
See, they tried to invade Britain, 13,000 ma- miles off. They put us by in the wrong country. Argentina aren't very good. But I- I'm not going to go into a rant because I know that you're looking at me like if you go into rant mode, I will hurt you. But all I'm going to say is they are our islands, and if you want to complain, come here. We'll go outside and we'll settle this like If you want it, we'll fight them. <laughs> fight about it. I'm just going to say, if they don't step off, then we're just going to have to shoot at a warship that's going out of the <laughs> conflict zone. <laughs> and no, it was going drone. in. It was going in. Shush. No. Shush. Shush. I am the 1980s <laughs> government. Be quiet. You as well. No. I'm just going to... I'm just going to say to Argentina, come at me, bro. Come on, son. I'll have you outside, mate. Who made you the birth party, bro? <laughs> <laughs> We've committed war crimes and other things, and we're going to do it again. It's kind of obvious. Yes, sir, Obviously, it's fine. I'm sorry, I, I thought this was Britain. I'm sorry. I thought this was uh, uh, Falkenberg. <laughs> <laughs> we need freedoms to commit war crimes. Otherwise, <clears> what's <throat> the, the terrorists have won? <laughs> uh, I agree. Yeah, we win. I largely agree. Right. Story of the week, boys. We seem to be chasing our own tail in this show a little bit. So yes, we are. The adequately titled Keystone Cops here. <laughs> this is the story that an undercover policeman chased himself around streets for more than 20 minutes after a bungling CCTV operator mistook the police officer for a suspect. The rookie officer was staking out an area in Sussex and was, that, was, that had been hit by a spate of burglaries when he was radioed about someone acting suspiciously in the area. The CTV operator directed the policeman in pursuit, telling him that he was hot on his heels at the suspect, not realising the person he was watching on camera was the plain-clothed officer himself. <laughs> the policeman spent around 20 minutes giving chase of himself uh, before a sergeant came into the CCTV control room and recognised that the suspect was in fact the police officer himself. And this area was revealed in the Police Federation magazine Police this week by a senior officer. <laughs> wow. <sighs> wow. It, that is hilarious. It, Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just... How, like... When he radios, he, the, the guy sat in his car <coughs> with a coffee or and he goes, there's a uh, suspect, about six foot two, wearing a uh, brown jacket and jeans. And he's like, yeah, I uh, copied that. And then he's walking around in his brown jacket and jeans going, where is this guy? And he's like, yeah, he's just going past the, uh, the news agents now. And he's going, I'm right in front of the news agents. Where is he? <laughs> It's like, in my how head. do you not realise you're chasing <laughs> yourself? In my it's head, you know when like a Rottweiler is like just running around in a circle trying to grab its own tail? He was essentially just going, I can see him! I can see him! <laughs> That's all he was doing. So, yeah, you just walked past him. He goes, what? what? No, no, It's like, yeah, get out of your car now. He's like, I'm, I'm not in the car. He's like, no, he's just there, but I just, <laughs> get him! I just... This suspect looks, sounds particularly wrong. This is one of the very few arguments for support police cuts to get people like this out. <laughs> just that guy. Oh, just, seriously. This is the best story we could ever end with. This man has put one and one together and got, like... 25. 94. Uh, so, on that note, it's the end of episode three. It is indeed. It will be on iTunes very, very soon. We hope if David decides or whoever yeah, decides to edit it um, four days later. But yeah, so <coughs> as usual, you can get in touch with us at thisweekinlives at hotmail.co.uk. A few of you did send stories in, but I forgot to put them onto the website. Oh, so yeah, yeah, Sorry. Yeah. Um, Maybe next week. You can tweet us at thisweekinlives, and I will adequately respond so you don't have to email me as well. And Facebook as well. And we're on Facebook, which you never guess is called This Week in Lies. It's a full house book. <laughs> it's a full house. <laughs> we managed to uh, stop the domain name Squatters from stealing our names. 
before we became famous somehow. Uh, but yeah, so we'll um, see you next week, same time, Saturday, 6pm. So see you later. Goodbye. See you later. Thank you.